welcome back to Don't Get Me Started. Hey guys. Hey everyone. I'm Abby. I'm Heather. And welcome back to another week. Or if it's your first time, welcome. I know. We're so happy that people are still listening yeah. to this. So thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so what's new in your life, Heather? I I feel like when I was trying to think of my life updates, I feel like I have a lot that went on in the past mm-hmm. week but also i was like there's nothing really that interesting which yeah. <laughs> i was like same i don't know so well i just got back from minnesota mm-hmm. but i kind of want to like talk about that in today's topic mm-hmm. of the episode so um but one cool thing was i got to see the mall of america oh my god yeah, yeah. which i i didn't know that it was in minnesota until i got there and everyone was like oh we're gonna go to the mall of america do you want to come mm-hmm. but it's so cool it's it's huge, and they have so many things inside the mall that you would not think. Like, mm-hmm. they had a mini golf course in the mall. When I was younger, that was, like, my number one travel destination. Really? <laughs> Don't they have a amusement park in the mall? Yeah, it's, like, Nickelodeon Universe yeah. or something. So they had, like, SpongeBob's house, mm-hmm. and then they had a SpongeBob um, roller coaster in the mall, mm-hmm. a Ferris wheel, a merry-go-round. I feel like th- I've seen a merry-go-round before mm-hmm. in a mall, like the Danbury one yeah. has it, but... Yeah, that was really cool. They had pretty much every store. Um, like, I know Aritzia is a really popular store, like, online and on in, like, California. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more, like, not ups. It's kind of like Lululemon, but okay. I think also, I don't know, like, an activewear store, I guess. Yeah. But I had never seen one mm-hmm. in, in stores here on the East Coast. But, yeah, they had an Aritzia in Minnesota. They had basically just, like, every store. Yeah. And I think there was, like, over 50 places to eat or something wow. there. It was it was crazy. So, that was cool. Um, and then, yeah, I was just – it was my first time, like – I had traveled alone before, mm-hmm. but the times that I've traveled alone, I was, like, staying with someone or, like, meeting someone yeah. there. So, this is my first time having a hotel room to mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And let me say, it was awesome. Like, I would walk in and just – be able to do whatever yeah. like I would not have to worry about like who's showering first mm-hmm. like who needs the bathroom or like am I sharing a bed with someone like yeah. I had a king bed to myself I had the bathroom like I was able to take a bath it mm-hmm. was so nice so yeah that's that's pretty much it what yeah. about you well I wanted to mention this cool fall activity I did um I made apple cider Ooh. um it we were using this machine um it was like a work thing kind of and um so it's like just wooden machine and it like grinds the apples okay and then um it goes into this like bin thing so then you like bring it and you push down the top of the bin so all the like juice comes out and then you like twist oh. this thing on top on the top of the bin to mm-hmm. like just let it squeeze and like go further. And then you it goes into like this pot and then you take the pot and pour it into a strainer and then oh. it makes apple cider. Like and it's just a hundred percent apple juice. Like So it's just apple juice. So what's the difference between juice and cider? Um, juice has like sugar in it and like at like oh. added preservatives and whatnot. But apple cider is just stri- – it's, like, the juice from the apple. Oh, just 100% yeah, of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, But some places, like, will add more sugar, but this was, like – 100%. Was it good? Yeah, it was so good. But you can't have a lot of it because it's, like – Tart? Know, no, like, you know when you eat too much fruit and your stomach gets upset? 
Like, you couldn't oh. have more than a cup of this because, like, a cup would be, like, worth, like, ten apples. <laughs> so, like, you have to, like, be cautious with it. But, yeah, it was so good. Okay. Yeah, and that's a fun fall activity. That is so fun. Yeah. Wow. So, how did, like, the person that you did it with, did is that a hobby of theirs? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. And, yeah, he has, like, um, I, I forget how many trees, but, like, um, his whole yard is just apple trees. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and this was in Connecticut. No, it was in New York, but oh, like okay. right on the border of Connecticut. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. that is so, so cool. cool. It was so fun. So Do you think you'll make it your own hobby? Uh, no. <laughs> it's like a lot of because you have to grow the apple trees, so it's a lot of work. Yeah. So not really worth it for me, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> nice. That is a lot of work. Yeah. So much work and clean up, but yeah, it's cool. Nice. And that's it, really. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like today might be, I always think it's going to, I'm like, this might be a shorter episode, mm-hmm. but then we end up talking for a while. Mm-hmm. But today's episode is going to be on imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So just the definition of imposter syndrome for if you don't know what it is. It's a self-doubt of intellect, skills, or accomplishments among high achieving individuals. So an example is like, Okay, I'll get more into this, but, like, my example that I just experienced with imposter syndrome is, like, at this work conference, I was around um, a bunch of people who were a lot older than me, who had been working at the company I worked at for a longer time, who definitely had more experience and honestly were smarter than Mm me. So I feel like when I was there in these rooms with these people, Mm -hmm. I was like, why you know, I was, like, really second-guessing myself, like, why am I here? Like, mm-hmm. why do I deserve to be here? And, like, why it, like, I felt like I had to prove myself more than other yeah. people that I needed to be there, which isn't true. Like, no one was making me feel that way. It's self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then there's also five types of imposter syndrome, which I can um, go over. So, they are the perfect one is the perfectionist, two is the superwoman or man, um, three is the natural genius, four is the soloist, and five is the expert. And there's examples for all of these that I can kind of say, but yeah, I didn't know if you had any thoughts too. Yeah, kind of. Um, so, well, a couple things. The first thing I, I thought of with imposter syndrome and, um, it's kind of like when you have imposter syndrome, your competence level is higher because you're like, I feel like you're focused on working harder and like mm-hmm. going back and checking your work and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that like having imposter syndrome could feel like a bad thing, especially internally and emotionally. Yeah. But like your output is going to be so much better just because you that's true. You think you have to work harder. So you're, I don't want to say you're less confident, but it's like, oh, I need to work harder. I need to do this. So you do push yourself more. So I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it could be a good thing to yeah. have like the self-awareness of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that comes with it. But I feel like to a point when you're when it gets too far to be like, okay, you don't really feel like you deserve to be there is when you are like, um, what's, what's the word? Uh, invalidating your Mm -hmm. own experience by Mm -hmm. thinking like you don't deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between like feeling like you deserve 
to be somewhere, but being self-aware enough to know that you have less experience than Mm -hmm. other people and like that you are maybe like earlier in your career or early in um, your journey or wherever you are compared to most people. So you do have to put in the work they've already put in, Mm -hmm. but also like it doesn't take away from your worthiness of like allowing to be there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the other thing is everybody feels it. Um, So I watched a TED talk on imposter syndrome a while ago. And one big thing that was mentioned was that Albert Einstein described himself as involuntary swindler because it didn't make sense that he got as much attention as he did. So, like, oh. even people, and they were talking about Maya Angelou. So, like, even people high up, it doesn't matter where your ranking is in whatever, academic, mm-hmm. financially, whatever, everybody feels that way and mm-hmm. even albert einstein who's like the smartest man ever to live feels like that um everybody does but it is more likely to incur um in experiences and whatnot of underrepresented or disadvantaged groups okay um, just because of the part the fact that a lot of them are marginalized it's yeah easy, it's more likely for them to feel that way too um, but then there's this also another thing called pluralistic ignorance, where everybody doubts themselves and everybody has um, imposter syndrome. But it's kind of um, the ignorance that they believe they're the only ones who feel that way. So like, oh, which is I like see. a crazy thing. So like, if I was in a room with like CEOs and whatnot, I'd be like, oh my god, like I, I don't fit here, whatever. Yeah. But like, there might. Everybody in that room feels like they don't belong for some type of reason. Okay. So I was like, "What? Yeah." That is so interesting. And it is just a thing, and it's just again, every it's not calling anyone in specific ignorant. It's just everybody has that ignorance that it's like, "Oh, I'm the only one who feels this way." Yeah, that is so interesting to think about. Yeah, because I feel like whenever you hear stories of successful people, like whenever I listen to say like a TED Mm -hmm. talk or a podcast or a YouTube video of someone who's super successful, I feel like nine times out of 10, you hear them say like they had imposter syndrome or like they don't know why or they never expected to be the successful, um, but they pushed through it. And I feel like the people that are the most successful are the most like not even based on success, but I feel like you could also have it with happiness too. Like mm-hmm. in a relationship or a friendship, like you can maybe feel like you don't deserve to be yeah. in like a loving relationship or something. For because, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but I feel like the people that end up, you know, being the happiest or the most successful mm-hmm. or however you want to measure it are the people that just push through that. Yeah. And so um, when I was like kind of prepping for this episode, like imposter syndrome really is like going to be your biggest roadblock I Mm -hmm. think in doing whatever and I feel like this kind of piggybacks off of our last week's episode of your comfort zone yeah because I feel like when you're breaking out of your comfort zone and then you could have imposter syndrome because Mm -hmm. you feel like you don't like deserve to be there don't don't belong in that group of people but that like goes with pushing through Mm -hmm. that imposter syndrome and like the discomfort like we said the last episode so wow full circle but okay i can get into um the five types and then i feel like we can talk about like our own Mm -hmm. examples of like how we how we felt it so the perfectionist and um so this is like the first type of imposter syndrome so um these are kind of like long uh descriptions 
So I'll just read a beginning of it. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves, and when they fail to reach a goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. Whether they realize it or not, this group can also be control control freaks, feeling like if they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. Mm. Which is interesting, because I feel like I don't think of that when I think of imposter syndrome. I know. But it says, if it applies to you, ask... Or if you want to know if it applies to you, ask yourself these questions. Have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Do you have difficulty delegating? Um, When you miss the mark on something, do you accuse yourself of not being cut out for the job? And do you feel like your work must be 100% perfect 100% of the time? So maybe like if you put that much pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. and you feel like you don't, I guess, I don't know, like meet that mark yeah. like it said for yourself then you don't deserve to be there which isn't true because yeah. like just by human error like we all mm-hmm. make mistakes yeah cool that's an interesting combo because like i am not the first half of that i <laughs> i yeah. never said but then i i sometimes i'm just like let me i just do things myself yeah but that's more of like that i don't trust people to do <laughs> yeah right like I i've been burned in the past so. yeah when i was reading this i was like i didn't know that this was imposter syndrome i thought it was Like, I didn't know perfectionism and imposter syndrome related, I guess. I mean, I could see it. Like, if you're not perfect, then you don't deserve. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. Mm, Could not be me, though. I know. (laughs) 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 Number two. I know. Half the time, I'm like, eh, good enough. Yeah. (laughs) But, okay, the superwoman slash superman. Since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies amongst real deal colleagues, They often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. But this is just a false cover-up for their insecurities. Whoa. And the workload may... The work overload may harm not only their own mental health, but also their relationships with others. See, when I think of imposter syndrome, I think of that. Okay, yeah. So if if this applies to you, do you stay later at the office than the rest of your team, even past the point when you've completed the day's necessary work? Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime completely wasteful? Have you left your hobbies and passions fall by the wayside, sacrificed to work? And do you feel like you haven't truly earned your title? So, yeah, I feel like this is interesting because we were actually having this conversation, like, um, with my team at work. Mm -hmm. um, When talking about, like, downtime and, like, having your hobbies and passions, like, um, someone from work was talking about like oh sometimes on Saturday mornings like I'm not really productive I just wake up and um like make a cup of coffee and go sit outside Mm -hmm. and someone else was like I feel like that's productive yeah you know what I mean like if it's a Saturday morning like I feel like there's productivity in being like Mm -hmm. not quote-unquote unproductive but like in doing Mm things in being like slow I guess not being slow. That's such a bad way to describe (laughs) it. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Yeah. relaxing and like getting sunlight, Mm -hmm. you know, just like slowing down, I think Mm -hmm. is what I meant to say. But maybe this one, like Superwoman, Superman, you feel like you, in order to like deserve where you are in life, you have to be like a workaholic and like always be working at something. Yeah. Which will lead to burnout. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll kind of go quick through the next three the natural genius so this one is um these types of imposters set their internal bar impossibly high just like perfectionists but natural geniuses 
don't judge themselves based on ridiculous expectations. They judge themselves on getting things right on the first try. Mm. That is an interesting one because I feel like this probably happens in people that are really academically gifted in Mm -hmm. school and then they go like after college to work or something and then they like can't get something right on the first try, which is is fine. Like you don't have to, but that's probably, that's what I think for this example. Yeah, definitely. Especially if like you were... You grew up, like, being top of the class, like, Mm -hmm. always getting A's. um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you come to the real world, and it's just, like, a shock. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Well, especially when the real world isn't based on grades. Yeah. It's based on, like, so many other things. This also might be – this kind of reminds me of, like, our friend Erin was a D1 athlete, and I feel like Mm -hmm. she was kind of talking about this a little bit. Or, like, I see D1 athletes in general – or just college athletes, not Mm -hmm. even D1 – but when you were like an athlete your whole life and you're good at something and then yeah. you go into the real world and then you're like, oh, my God, what yeah. do I do kind of thing? I feel like this is kind of an example of that. All right. Number four is the soloist. So um, sufferers who feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness are what Young calls soloists. Oh. It's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. Oh, so this is probably like if you receive help, you feel like you weren't worthy. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I relate to any of them, it's this one. Really? Yeah, because sometimes I feel like even in school or like even at work now, if I do something and someone's like, oh, like Heather, you did such a great job. I'm like, oh, well, like this person and this person helped me. So mm-hmm. like, wasn't all me. You know what I mean? Like I have oh, trouble well, like taking credit for something. Oh yeah, yeah. I do that too. I don't want to take credit for other people, but yeah. I feel like it's more like if, if you're doing something and I help you, it's, I feel like this is saying that you perceive it as you're not capable of doing it yourself. Mm. Whereas, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In real, like, realistically, maybe I just want to, like, I just want to help you so you get it done quicker so you have more free time. Yeah. But, like, internally you take it as that you're not capable of doing it yourself. Yeah. That's kind of how I view, like, the, the soloist. No, that makes sense. And I feel like that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Like, even, like, I'll go back to the conference. Like, I did most of, like, getting all of I had to get a bunch of equipment like to mm-hmm. the conference from Connecticut to Minnesota but when I got there people helped me set it up and I was kind of like oh I could never do this by myself <laughs> yeah it's like I could like yeah. I definitely could do it by myself it's easier with other people yeah but I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm gonna mess it up if mm-hmm. I do it by myself yeah. oh my god yesterday I was like okay there's like this group of guys and I was carrying this heavy thing and I was like, whoo, this is really heavy. And, like, looked over to them. But they didn't hear me. I was like, dang it. But, yeah, oh, yeah. I for sure used to, like, never want to ask for help. Um, yeah. Half of it being that kind of, like, going back to the profession, um, professionalist or whatever it was. Like, perfectionist? Yeah, perfectionist. Yeah. yeah. I wanted it done my way, so I was like, I'm the best person to do this. But the other one was like, oh, I don't want to ask for help. Like, I'm perfectly capable of doing this myself. Oh, yeah, Even though, exactly. like, asking for help, like, doesn't make you seem weak or anything. But internally, you can yeah. see it as, oh, I'm weak. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Okay, the last one. The expert. So, um... Experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do. Believing they will never know enough, they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. 
So do you shy away from applying to job postings unless you meet every single educational requirement? Are you constantly seeking out trainings or certifications because you think you need to improve your skills in order to succeed? Even if you've been in your role for some time, can you relate to feeling like you still don't know enough? And do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? Um, interesting. I feel like <laughs> that one, too, sounds like when I think of imposter syndrome, that's what I think of. Yeah. I, yeah. So the I'll read like a little more. Yeah. It's true that there's always more to learn. Striving to bulk up your skill set can certainly help you make strides professionally and keep you competitive in the job market. But taken too far, the tendency to endlessly seek out more information can actually be a form of procrastination. Mm. You know what? That actually makes sense because I'll just think of like my mindset before even starting this podcast. Like when I thought of it, I was like, I need to wait until I have like what more followers on TikTok mm-hmm. or Instagram like mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. or like I need to wait until I like know more about mental health or like self-improvement yeah. to start which like not that we talk that much about it but like for this pod for this episode specifically but it's like I feel like you just need to start at the end of the day because then you'll procrastinate like getting all of those yeah. things and like I was procrastinating like you know, oh, I don't have this many followers or I don't have this, so mm-hmm. I can't do this. And it's like, that, that that's not true. That's mm-hmm. just like, you know, pressure you put on yourself. Yeah. So I guess that one makes sense. Cool. Those are the five. Nice. So what do you think you are out of those? Um, I feel like... Um, if you're any, you don't have to. No. Um, <laughs> Pick one. I feel like I'm bits and pieces of perfectionist a little bit Mm -hmm. um and maybe soloist okay yeah yeah i like i don't need to learn more stuff so definitely not expert definitely not a natural genius yeah i'm not the natural (laughs) genius and um (laughs) i mean a lot of times but if you asked me like five years ago i would probably lean towards like superwoman Mm -hmm. kind of i would like randomly try out stuff but uh now i'm like more way more confident and i'm like oh i got this promotion like i deserve this promotion yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like joking around with um heather's sister upstairs i'm like i think i deserve more than i have (laughs) 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 so yeah i feel like a little bit of perfectionist and a little bit of soloist okay nice yeah i think I'm kind of like a mix of the soloist and the expert. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like with soloist, kind of like I said, I feel like sometimes I invalidate my own experiences, like, if I didn't complete it Mm -hmm. myself. Like, Mm -hmm. even, like, talking about the hike, I'm like, if I wasn't with all of you guys, I never would have done it myself. But it's like, I did it. Yeah. So why am I invalidating that I was able to do that hike? Or, like... um. I don't know like for the expert one I feel like I I am never smart enough or good enough so like Mm -hmm. if someone asks me a question at work like if I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm like this is what I think but I don't know I would ask this person Mm kind of thing instead of just like being confident Mm -hmm. in my opinion or like especially if someone higher up than me like my boss or something Mm -hmm. like if my opinion like differs or like I know something's right but someone in a higher level than me yeah like 
says something different Mm -hmm. i second guess myself and i'm like oh no but i could be wrong yeah you know what i mean when like i know that i'm right but i don't want to like insist that i'm Uh right because i'm like i'm not as qualified as you are Mm -hmm. does that make sense i'm saying yeah yeah even though you know you're right yeah Cause yeah. like if I like am iffy, I'm like, but don't trust me. <laughs> here's, yeah, here's yeah, so I'm like, don't here's quote me, but this is what. Yeah, I think. or be like, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if they ask someone else and someone else says my answer, it's like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, yeah, and, and like I said before, with like starting the podcast and mm-hmm. stuff, I felt like I needed to know more or yeah. like have more quote credibility, but everyone that starts a podcast like has no credit yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not has no credibility but, but you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. what is what's that measured yeah. off of it's like nothing nothing, nothing, really. nothing yeah really. exactly so so i could talk about my experience with the conference now so to set the scene of like what i was at so basically like i work for a pretty big um company so i work on like one project in one department but there's also like major like there's so many other departments and projects going on Mm -hmm. at my company at the same time and like we're pretty global so there's like um different products being developed in like all different parts of the world so like in the U.S. and whatever outside of the U.S. as well so I only know like a specific Mm -hmm team I guess because I only work with like um certain people on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. so this conference was like people from all over the world at my company coming together to Mm -hmm. like our company's headquarters and so because we were there there was a lot of people that I did not know at all yeah and like everyone that was there that I was with um like in my team were not from my okay sorry I'm explaining this poorly but everyone that I was there that I was with was on my project but Mm -hmm. not on my team that I work with day to day yeah if that makes sense yeah so it was mostly all people that were like so much older than me and so much like I had said been working on our project for like over 10 years and Mm -hmm. I had only been I've been there for less than two Mm -hmm. so I was also the only one like under 30 yeah there um also one of the only females because like I'm in a STEM field so I don't want to sound like (laughs) like a pick me be like Mm -hmm. I'm a woman in STEM but like it is true that there's a lot Mm -hmm. more men in the in the field and in the company that I work for so I felt like when I was there or even leading up to it like I was putting so much pressure on myself to get everything perfectly Mm -hmm. but even when I was there like I would have imposter syndrome but almost in real life because I had other people that I was there be like, how did you get picked to come? Wow. Like people like, and not in a condescending way, not ask like, how did you get picked? But more like, Oh, like what, what made you get picked? And Mm -hmm. I was, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, I literally have no idea. And like, I had that asked of me like, like Mm -hmm. three or four times, like, Oh, how'd you get picked to come? Or like, um, and even like before I went, when I was with just my team, mm-hmm. I felt deserving and, like, I felt worthy of getting picked to go. But then once I was there, I was, like, oh, I was, like, I really don't know why I got picked. Yeah. Like, why was I picked? I don't I don't understand. Like, now I'm feeling, like, 
other people on my team that had been there longer mm. were more deserving of going. I was like, m- even my own boss had never been to one of these conferences. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why didn't he come? I was yeah. just like really second guessing myself. And I ended up putting like way too much pressure on mm-hmm. just myself and like the whole situation of being there. Um, but so that was like my example of imposter syndrome. But then at the end of the day, I had to be like, you know what? Like so many things at this conference with my specific duties I don't want to get too specific because I don't mm-hmm. want to like talk about my mm-hmm. job but it was like none of that would have happened if I wasn't there yeah and like even on my team back um in Connecticut like I am the person who knows the most about what we were doing like mm-hmm. on my specific team so like I get why I was chosen mm-hmm. but my knowledge there compared to like everybody else that was at the conference mm-hmm. was like so minuscule of like our actual product so mm-hmm. I was like just Wow. But then in order to come overcome it, I was just like, you know what? I'm here. There's nothing I can do about that. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I have to be grateful for this experience that I got chosen. I might never get this experience again. Yeah. So I just have to live in the moment and like be grateful. And also when you're in a um, like a situation like that, I was just taking it as an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. from these people who have so much more experience. Mm-hmm. It's like and especially when you're with people that have that much experience, they're usually very passionate about what they do sure. too. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this time to ask questions instead of just like be quiet and feel like I shouldn't talk or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask questions like I'm going to um, like almost pick their brain and like see what. Yeah. Like how they've gotten this far in their career and mm-hmm. stuff. So I feel like turning that feeling of being undeserving and then spinning it into like oh I actually can use this as an opportunity that not many Mm -hmm. people are going to get in the future um helped me a lot for sure nice yeah yeah I feel like something I saw and this was kind of mentioned in the um TED talk too that I watched um which I'll link because it's like so interesting yeah yeah they go into like way more detail than I can ever um they kind of were talking about how, and especially now that you described the five different types, this makes makes way more sense. Um, imposter syndrome, in Heather's case, like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. I don't know as much as them. It's They said that, like, getting compliments is not a solution. So, like, mm. even if Heather's boss was like, no, you are so smart. Mm-hmm. You do so much for the team. Like, it's almost like that's a band-aid where like Heather's like, oh, I am. But like it doesn't actually solve it. And there's not really like a cure to solve mm-hmm. it. But something that is helping um, or something that helps it is like understanding that that feeling that you have of invalidation is just imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. like normalizing it. And like if Heather's boss said to her, like, I know exactly how you feel. Like I felt like this X, Y and Z. Like, that would make Heather feel better. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's a normal feeling that I have. Yeah. I That is actually such a good point because I – so another thing which, like, made me feel major imposter syndrome was, like, um, my company has this thing called a technical fellow, which mm-hmm. you get for being, like, a technical – literal technical expert. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the title mm-hmm. in in your field. And you have to have, like – five or more years at the company you have to be at least a principal engineer and so the conference is like sponsored by the Mm -hmm. technical fellows okay so every night at dinner like there would be like 12 or 14 of us at dinner 12 out of the 14 Mm -hmm. were technical fellows wow so I was like 
oh my god like mm-hmm. actually why am I here yeah. like and and they would invite me to dinner and stuff and they would just be talking about like their history and like the company and like things things about the company that I didn't even like ever think about or mm-hmm. comprehend mm-hmm. but why I bring that up because um most of them were men but there was like two or three females mm-hmm. and there was one day where I got like it was actually like the first like official day of the conference it was mm-hmm. like after i set everything up and i had like one bump in the road mm-hmm. i'll call it and i was like on the verge of tears mm-hmm. because i was like so stressed out and like it, it, the conference was about to start and i was like oh my god i have to figure this out yeah and so one of the female tech fellows came up to me and was like hey are you okay and mm-hmm. I, like, you know, when you just, like, start sobbing. Yeah, when people ask if you're okay, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, turning on a shower. Yeah. I'm like, why did you ask me that? Yeah. And she, like, so we went um to, like, a separate room where there no where no one was. And she was, like, hey. And, like, she, like, calmed me down and was, uh-huh. like, hey, are you okay? Like, tell me what's going on. And so I told her. And then she was, like, don't worry. Like, I have had so many breakdowns at work. Mm-hmm. Like, um this has happened to me so many so much before like don't worry tears are so normal like Mm -hmm. this has happened to me before and I was like oh my gosh like this has happened to you and you're so successful like Mm -hmm. you're a leader like you're a woman and like Mm -hmm. someone I would aspire to be one day and like she has gone through the same thing that I've gone through so it just like kind of going back to what we were talking about at the beginning Uh um and what you were just saying about like Oh, validating your experiences. It made me feel so much better because I was like, if you've gone through it, then like, it's okay that I'm going through it and like everything will be okay. It's like, whereas if she was like, you're doing a great job, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, you would have been okay for like the night and then the next day gone like, yeah, like it again. Yeah. So I know that was such an interesting point in it that Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. I know. So. Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I want to watch that TED Talk. Yes, yeah. I should watch it. It was so good. We'll link it um, on our Instagram yes. story. Okay. Yeah. Can you link it in the show notes too? Yeah. Like, are you able to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We'll you could it. put links there. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I think that was pretty much all I wanted to mm-hmm. uh, to talk about. Like I said, this is kind of a little bit of a shorter episode because yeah. we don't want to get repetitive. Yeah. I feel like sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we just keep, like, hounding the same, same points. points. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was like a short and sweet one. Yeah. But do you want to do your closing remarks or like the long story short? Yes. Yeah. The long story short, and I I can't take credit for this. I got this off TikTok. Um, if you weren't ready for it, you wouldn't have the opportunity. So. Oh. <laughs> I love so, that. Yeah. So imposter syndrome is normal. Don't feel like it's it's only you who are feeling that everybody feels like that go, that's so go true. forward with the opportunity go mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. full full circle moment but yeah i know listen <laughs> to if you haven't listened to last week's episode getting out of your comfort zone yes go listen to that yeah. after this one because they kind of go hand in hand, hand. yay yeah. well thank you guys so so much for listening we really appreciate everyone mm-hmm. who listens and still supports us you can follow on our Instagram and TikTok at Don't Get Me Started Pod. Um, our Instagram is where we ask the audience questions, and sometimes we use your responses, like in our episodes. So mm-hmm. definitely follow us there. And then you can follow me and Abby on Instagram yeah. at Heather Brown with two W's and Abby Walsh with two underscores. Yay. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.